1: Trojan fans welcome to the Parastyle podcast on a Thursday we've got a really special show we've trying to get USC involved people on the podcast at least once a week or so we got a couple guys I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from from different backgrounds but they know each other Peninsula High School grads, yeah yeah, right? yeah yeah we got Petros Papadakis or Papadakis which one I've been t- which would you like you got it to- with the first time? No, Petros both Papad- of them are fine. Yeah, we, we use it both. So <laughs> you guys know Petros Papadakis. He says he's the captain of the worst football team in USC history. Back starting to Texas. test me, aren't they? <laughs> 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 well done, Petros. And uh, Alan Sanford is here. So he is a South Bay, what do we say, legend? Petros? I would say he's
0: a conglomerate.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, very you know, huge into the music scene here in Southern California. If you've been to Hermosa Beach, there's concerts on Sundays that were always free. Alan was behind all of those. Uh, St. Rock, which is right near my house. Love going there. Rockefeller. He's behind those two restaurants here. And he's uh, live But they have a huge event coming up uh, the Beach Life Festival, May 3rd through May 5th. We're going to talk to Alan about that. Thanks for coming in the studio, Alan.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: You're, yeah. So you're coming from a USC family. And, and obviously, he you went know to it. Santa Clara. He played baseball in Santa Clara, like Mike Pereira.
2: That's SC. They call it the real, the, real, the other SC. I thought that was South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that, it was Santa Clara is like uh, what is it? Santa Clara, U, like SCU? Santa Clara University, West, oh, okay.
2: West Coast Conference.
1: He's uh-huh.
0: one of the few people that I visited in uh, in college uh, while he was in college playing uh, playing baseball at Santa Clara. We we drove up to Santa Clara and visited Alan Sanford and all his friends. Nice, it was very exciting ah. uh, weekend in my life. There was a. It was a garage party. Was there a live band? There was bands. That was our yeah. Band. He's always got he's some. Been a music yeah, so guy. yeah, he's always he's always been organizing big
1: parties oh, ever that. since I've been a young person. So for Petros, you can follow him on Twitter at the old P, or of course Petros and Money. He's part of the Petros and Money show. I run that Twitter too. You run Sat- both of them? I don't. I don't have. To, I should give that one up, right? Is it? I, I we have know. a person at the station
0: that does it, but I still run the the, the show Twitter. I thought like Money was doing that for more. No, that, Money that does it at Money Matt Money Smith. Okay, he's got like hundred and twenty thousand fantasy football followers that he has uh, to deal with. He's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's got more than me. I used to have more than him, and now he's 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 lapping me.
1: It's funny um he i remember him from k-rock they got to do a documentary on k-rock how crazy that's been you've done k-rock stuff and stuff too yeah but i, I started listening to uh the huge podcast the adam carolla podcast because ball brian's a big usc guy he's, uh-huh. he's like the sidekick he came in studio and we had a lot of fun with him and you're, li- I started listening to shows like, man, you're like Carson Daly and you know Jimmy Kimmel and you know, all these got Matt Money Smith. So many people came from from K Rock. Yeah, they all came through Kevin and Bean.
0: Yeah. too, which is interesting. And a lot of the music, you know, in the Beach Life Fest came from K Rock. That's a well, that's not the first place I heard. Slightly Stupid, who's playing the show, was on uh, was at Alan's Bar that he used to run. Uh, Alan is, is very much responsible for what Hermosa Beach is, uh, <laughs> whether up. you feel that good about that or not. I remember uh, Patrick Malloy's is when it when it all started, and that was Alan's first – that was your first, like, dip into management, right?
2: That was back in the day, yeah. I got yeah. the keys to a bar. I was yeah. 21. Yeah, and, <laughs> and
0: we saw Slightly Stupid uh, there, and they're playing this show, which is crazy because they do a bunch of big festivals. And then I heard them on K-Rock, different stuff like that. So bands and talent mostly globally – You know, starts at K-Rock, which is pretty interesting and comes a lot through the South Bay, which is kind of an interesting vein, because when you think about K-Rock, especially in the 80s, you know, you think about Burbank or Pasadena. Right. But a lot of the music, you know, Pennywise and Black Flag and all the little stuff that maybe influenced a lot of the music that was on K-Rock or was just on K-Rock, sometimes late at night. Uh, came from
1: Hermosa Beach, you which know. is great. Yeah. Pennywise is one of the big ones. They have a big mural, I think, on the, uh, one of the, that was new.
0: Things. I didn't see that. I don't go to Hermosa much anymore because, oh. you know, everybody's
1: from out of town there.
0: Uh, but <laughs> hey. that was, uh, that was new. I, when did that go up? Did you, that went up, uh, did you just paint that? No, it went up a few months ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I took a picture and put it on Instagram. Yeah. I was so shocked. So uh, you can follow Alan, uh, at a, S-A-N-F-Y-A Sanfi. Um, so like we said, co-founder of Livelist.com. If you have a favorite band, you know, Petros likes kind of strange bands or uh, out of, off of the beaten path bands, you can find wherever they are streaming, uh, on Alan's site, uh, Livelist. So it's pretty cool. But the one, the thing we wanted to talk about, and my wife was extremely, excited for this so when when petros texted me it's like hey i want you to meet alan she's like yes 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 you got to do this i'm like okay because she really wants to go to this uh so at the seaside lagoon you can go to beachlifefestival.com so here's some of the names that are going to be performing there over the three days willie nelson brian will uh brian wilson jason moraz ziggy marley for petros uh violent Femmes, dawes who i didn't really know my my wife saw them in nashville and she freaking loved it and i've been listening to it and it's pretty cool uh band but like the violent Femmes. I like have talked about Blues Traveler, Everclear, Sugar Ray, Berlin. I love the 80s stuff. I mean, it's a really kind of eclectic mix of, uh, of music there.
2: Super eclectic mix. And and when we got together, it was uh, we all had a bunch of beers and just talked about cool bands that you listen to on the beach. And that really was forming the lineup for the beach life was, uh, would you go to the beach? Would you
0: surf? Would you hang out and drink some beers and listen to this band? And it's kind of the perfect soundtrack. It's crazy because it's, it's, it doesn't seem like a, like when you say all those names and there's more that are like like yeah.
1: Best Coast you there's know there's more that you would know like yeah uh, some... <laughs> and and,
0: uh, and there's a lot of them that are that are just Bruce Hornsby is yeah. playing you know oh, wow, okay. Colin Hay from uh from Minute Work you know yeah. guys like that and it's like. It's all music that somehow fits together through the beach and not just through any beach, you know, it can't be Imperial beach in San Diego or something, you know, (laughs) through the beaches here, you know, it's all music that growing up and Alan and I are the exact same age. We were both in the charter class at Peninsula and I was not there drinking beers with him talking about what music I've never booked a band in my life and I have no part (laughs) in uh, the booking of any of these bands, but you know, bands like Steel Pulse and, uh, Bruce Hornsby or, you know, guys like that, they only, or Willie Nelson doing a reggae song, you know, they only fit together, you know, on the beach in the South Bay in a lot of weird ways. So to bring it together in a concert is a really brilliant idea. And it's funny because there's so many different demographics of people that are interested in it and that want to be part of it. And I think that's a good thing about the South Bay because, you know, you do have a lot of old and young people together, you know, except for Hermosa Beach at one o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. (laughs)
1: You always bag on our little town of Hermosa. I've lived here 21 years now. It's crazy. Like yeah, it's been forever. Yeah. Still. It's still. The same spot. It was moved. the
0: either or bookstore. Here's my. It was here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Then you're all right. If the you got record. it under Is that the your wall, indicator? That's, that's if you know, one. if you knew the either or bookstore, if yeah. the either or
1: bookstore was there while you were there, or if you saw a movie at the Bijou. Oh, we, I did. I saw Apollo 13 at the Bijou. All right. <laughs> See, are, yeah. you're good, Ryan. Uh, you're fine,
0: you know. Uh, if you bought, bought some docs at the restyle, you get a bonus there when it was in the in the bijou. You know, uh, Hermosa has changed a lot. There's no doubt. But I'm, you know,
1: I I'm softening to a lot of the things that uh, that I used to be. your bag on serrated about,
0: yeah.
1: Alan, the so ten years you have done. If people didn't have come down, uh, we've had a lot of friends come from out of town or whatever. They want to come to the beach concerts. Apparently, that's ending. Was this? Is that this life festival is just kind of taking over for that for you? Or?
2: Uh, it was a pretty natural transition. I was doing those concerts for a decade. I got asked to do them in well ten years ago by the city when uh, things weren't so good with the economy, and I was a young kid that was just passionate about doing music. And I had a decade long kind of relationship that that came just to a kind of a natural end uh, in some. Transition of discussion. So the beach life in Redondo Beach had been looking for something to really plant their flag with. And it just made sense to go down there and do something bigger that could build off of that decade long uh, experience of putting music on the beach. So music on the beach is a super simple recipe. It, it's about as fun as it gets. And uh, transitioning down to Redondo enabled us to make it a business.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool area. And to see all these people, I'm curious to see because every kind of they have events down there. They've had like lobster festivals and stuff, all these people kind of come from all over the place. I got a feeling like there's going to be because if you're not from L.A., you live in you know Hollywood, like you never come to Hermosa Beach or if you're living, you know. Well, just You've been here a long time. I mean, has there ever been anything like this
0: ever at the beach? I mean, we have a we have a couple of volleyball tournaments that people get excited about and we have the Fourth of July, but. I don't, this has got to be the biggest, I've never heard of a Willie Nelson show on the beach. And, no. and, you know, I mean, that's never happened. I mean, we used to have Miles Davis at the Lighthouse. Yeah. You know, there'd be like a line of 50 dudes uh, in the 80s, you know, before he died. But I, this has got to be the biggest thing that we've ever had in the South Bay.
1: I would think so, because there's been small, cool events. Like, I mean, the Comedy and Magic Club is great because you, you get, you know, big names coming through there. You mentioned the Lighthouse, which was featured on uh, La La Land. And back in the 50s, like, that that was like the premier place for jazz, like yeah. for L.A. jazz. The Musicians would come through L.A. You would play the lighthouse. So we've had like small things in the South Bay, but something big like this. I don't know. Maybe the, the, the concerts on Sunday night were pretty big, but this is going to be, you know, obviously a lot bigger.
2: Yeah, the concerts got way bigger than anybody thought they would, and they started to reach mass. And then you realize that everybody down here loves music, which just makes no sense that there's not more music and art down here. So yeah. Petros is right. There's there there's actually no festivals in Los Angeles if you think about it. Nobody's been able to get permits for any type of land, so all the festivals are outside the basin, and it just seems so natural that LA would have its own thing. Yeah, it's like a no brainer. I just
0: don't know how a guy you know that I went. It's hard for me to wrap my head around the guy a guy I went to high school with you know uh, calling Willie Nelson or having knowing how to get in touch. You know, with Bob Weir and being like, Bob, we got this great idea. Could you come down, you know, or how you go about, you know, uh, doing that. It's it's a little by me. (laughs) But it's exciting. You know, I'm assuming all these people are going to show up. You know, there's billboards all over town and there's big pictures of them. Hopefully. Yeah, it's pretty pretty darn exciting.
1: Is there any kind of uh, just... Any worry, I guess, at all because of the the huge like fry festival. Now this isn't something like that, but because of the, the fire the, fest, the fire fest. Yeah, was it the yeah fire? I fest, used to so think fire. it was fry until I heard. Somebody oh, it's say it. Yeah, you're right. I've seen the documentary a couple of times. The fire festival, um, and I think that they, they nobody's staying ulti- overnight. Yeah, they, they had the ultra one down in Miami, and it was apparently like it went well, but then no one could get off of off like the, the island. island. Yeah. So there's like little things, you know, you know, logistical problems with transportation, or whatever. But you have to be like hyper vigilant, otherwise, oh, it's like the fire festival all over again.
2: Yeah, when when that documentary came out, I must have got no joke fifty <laughs> phone calls.
1: <laughs> you sure you want to do this?
2: Sure that my even my dad called me. Hey man, you can you can back out of this if you want to. So uh, cheese
1: sandwiches, you know, we're doing,
2: yeah. Well, part of this thing is you dream and then you wake up and I was with, uh, one of the artists the other day and he said, I just try to make sense of my daydreams. So this has just been literally a daydream. And if I've, if I'm guilty of anything, it's just sometimes the ambition gets the best of you where you just start making something happen and look at your studio. Next thing you know, you're doing full on productions and you didn't think you would same with the beach life. It was, let's throw a killer show who would be good artists. Fuck, Willie would be sick to have on the beach. Next thing you know, Willie's playing on the beach. Oh, Bob Weir would be sick. Next thing you know, he's playing on the beach. So there's, it's...
0: It's like recruiting, right? You get one five-star, the other five (laughs) stars want to come. That's pretty true, actually.
1: (laughs) Is that like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like you, you get that kind of weird actor that's not that well-known, dates like a supermodel, then the rest of the supermodels want exactly. to date Willie said he'd do it if you'd do it. Yeah. Bob <laughs> said he'd do it if you'd do it, <laughs> Willie. Awesome. <laughs> there, Pet, so if you guys follow Petros and, and listen to him uh, on the, his radio show, he's always you know, bringing up different musical tastes and he, you know he, you, have, you have really eclectic tastes like you know unique music tastes I would yeah. say did you guys kind of have that together when you were in high school or did you well you know? Alan's kind of a musician you know Alan played the guitar
0: and stuff like that you know I uh, I'm more of a collector you know I used to like to to speak Patois and sing reggae to people when I was a kid but <laughs> I ruined my voice screaming on the radio so I don't do that so much you know uh, what you you actually played with us in the band in college
2: now that i yeah, remember, yeah, when you we came played up that you weekend come
0: up yeah we did a concert yeah yeah, we did a concert with the band. I did some reggae tunes. This
2: guy knows. This guy knows way more about music and actually in certain genres. This guy's like an encyclopedia. Yeah, people in some don't know things,
0: it. Yeah. Well, we play music on the radio, you know. We and we post a playlist, and and that's become pretty popular. And uh, and I like I like going to concerts, but you know, I'm like Alan and I are are in the same boat. You know, we have uh, young kids, and it's hard for me just to do the same things that I used to do. Want to go? I went to a show like maybe three weeks ago. That was the first time I went to a show, and like. Two years. Oh. So, <laughs> so it's been a while, but, uh, I, I still really, I used to go to shows every single night. And most of the shows that I would want to go to are not like, uh, bigger shows. You know, I like to go to the troubadour or, Yeah. you know, the Echo Plex or, you know, all those old places. Most of them have closed now. Uh, I went to a new venue the other day out in, uh, Highland Park in uh, that Masonic Lodge. And it was oh, cool. You know? Oh, I mean, that's I, killer. Yeah. And I, I I still enjoy that kind of thing. And I like this about this concert is, you know, we have bands that I would go see, you know, at the Troubadour. Yeah. Best Coast, you know, Dawes, you'd go see at the Wiltern or something like that uh, with Willie Nelson, with Blues Traveler, you know, with, yeah. you know, and, and that stuff is really cool. I mean, I watched uh, because Steel I haven't seen Steel Pulse in like 15, 20 years And I watched a Steel Pulse uh, video from last year where they were playing reggae on the river. And I was like, my God, that they are still a great freaking band. (laughs) I mean, those guys are, they're a great reggae sound system of a band. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is stuff we used to listen to in high school, you know, especially the Blues Traveler, the Steel Pulse, uh, the Bob Weir. You know, there's a lot of deadheads on the hill. Oh, nice. (laughs) There really are. So, I mean, it it really does. It's, It's a lot of great tie ins. For me, musically. But I've always loved music. My parents, you know, my dad loved music. We played music in the restaurant every night. Right. Yeah, yeah. I
1: miss miss the restaurant. Yeah, a lot of
0: people do. Not so much me. (laughs) Well, you work there. Yeah, I don't have to
1: bust tables every night. I don't know if you remember, like, I, I think we talked about this before, but, like, you're, when you graduated, I think I did your first, like, post, you know... Out of school uh, interview oh, when you were going to like transition over there. Was so I came, smoking a cigarette? No, no, I came to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ate there. I, I came down to the restaurant well like I interviewed you in like one of the booths there and stuff. So it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty fun. Was so, it bad? No, no, it was great. All I, right, all right. I just want to say it. it kind of sparked your media. No, I'm just. I didn't. Do yeah, that, you but, did. Thank you. No, <laughs> no, I really. I appreciate it. Please. No. um Sugar Ray for USC ties. Like I, it was funny. We were doing. Okay. I had my 25th anniversary. My 25th reunion from USC this past uh, time. So I skipped, I didn't work the Cal game. So I went to the reunion. I was on the committee to like recruit people to come to the reunion. So I got to be like a regular USC person instead of like a media person for a week, but like calling people. And we were trying to find like different celebrities that were, so I'm like, Oh, we'll try to get the celebrities to come. So like Jacob and Ronnie, like, you know, what 800 called Jacob, like he's in our class. <laughs> uh, Scott, <laughs> I know. he scott, sponsors a radio show there before you go yeah. celebrity scott, scott gimple if you watch the walking dead like he's the executive producer for the walking dead he never responded to me but i tried to get him but there's some people like that and then, <laughs> i'm glad i like how you mentioned that at that oh, he, he, he didn't call it he didn't call i think we only had like a an address so i had to like write a letter to him like snail mail so i did some snail mail for this but sugar ray we someone said i think sugar ray's in your class and then i like tweeted at him he like responded to me but he was like a couple years before. McGrath. So. He's
0: a nice guy. Yeah. He, he is a nice guy. He seems yeah. like
1: a really cool great dude. Dude, yeah, Mark McGrath. Um, you know, the the Is sugar Super ray Cat coming? Super. Fox. No, Let no, he, well he does that, you know, Supercat's
0: the reggae is the reggae star who's in the the, the big sugar ray first hit, you know. Oh, okay. A, I just wanna fly. And that guy that goes, Oh, wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, I want that's Supercat. Oh, okay. And uh I, I imagine they just push a button now. And his right. voice comes out of a machine. <laughs> t- hard to get that guy a visa, Alan. You got to make a call or two. You gotta, right? To hey, they got Ziggy Marley. You know, like you mentioned, and like I, I've seen Ziggy Marley, and when Ziggy Marley performs, you can close your eyes and it, you know, it's Sound. it's yeah. special. You know, especially when he does. You know, some of the older songs and not just his dad's songs. He's doing some special He's doing
2: stuff. some of his mom's songs, some Rita, Will, Rita Marley songs. Yeah,
0: and Rita Marley's got a great song book. You know, songs like One Draw yeah. and uh, King Street and uh, uh, the stuff she did with the Solats. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting music. Uh, and there's something for everybody, you know, people that just want to like really festival out and geek it. And, you know, for people that are really deep into like some, 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 uh, eclectic stuff like me like i love the violent femmes i mean i went to high school in the 90s my god yeah everybody loves the violent femmes
1: we were we were at a wedding and uh um they had a dj for part of the wedding who was the guy i'm blanking on his name for for k-rock he was like the oh richard blade richard blade richard Blade,
0: the only guy whose accents gotten thicker and thicker every year while being in uh, (laughs) he
1: was like the nicest dude and uh he is very he wrote wrote a book
0: he just came out with a book oh okay rock yeah. yeah Uh, somebody was, wrote that book already we screwed up damn it damn
1: uh, <laughs> the, so it was about like the history of Carol yeah and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my
0: own history Richard Bly yeah
1: he was great I love the uh, I love <laughs> 80s music still a Pirate. it was funny to hear him like to hear him like DJ like in a little small room and like play the oh 80's he doesn't dude stuff. he yeah. doesn't
0: care Richard Bly is available for everybody at yeah. all times
1: that was good stuff he's
0: very uh, honest too with today with the Me Too movement we don't be in jail mate <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> He's pretty good.
1: That's awesome. Uh, okay, so the, the website is beachlifefestival.com. You get all the information there, all the bands we talked about You can buy all the tickets or yeah. some of the tickets.
2: You and you can, can also watch it live for free if you can't make it. So oh, nice. It'll be and and this is Petros is gonna be hosting the live show. And this is kind of the oh, the connection. I don't think I knew that. All right. So when I you know, live list is all about live we're streaming. We're still
0: workshopping
2: it. Okay. We're, we're we're getting through it. We're gonna get through <laughs> some of it today. But the idea was that a lot of people around the world don't know and can't get to the beach live for whatever reason. So we're broadcasting it globally. We're expecting a few million people to watch. And uh I've always listened to his show and he's just got a brilliant sense of personality on that show. And it was really a fun thought to bring over a guy from the sports world into the music world. Yeah. Right. That's got such an ample educa- or such a knowledge of music. So we're going to put Petros with all these musicians and put them all in a festival and see what happens live.
0: I did once host a, a live, uh, web show for kiss at the Beverly Hills hotel at three in the morning. Uh, Selling coffins. <laughs> Kiss coffins. Wow. I sat in makeup with I, Kiss. Did you like makeup with Kiss? No, or like, no, no. It was like, just normal makeup. Oh, but okay, they were okay. all there. Okay. Paul Stanley's a very kind man. Very nice. We couldn't get Kiss for Beach Life. It just didn't fit.
1: He's, and he's. they own a couple restaurants here in the South Bay. Do like, they really? The, the, uh,
2: <laughs> they they a, franchise. They franchise Rock and Brew. Rock and oh, Brew. Oh, that's right. right. That's yeah. Kiss. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think
1: they. I think they own the one in El Segundo. The one, there's like a volleyball dude that owns the one in like Redondo, but. This, um,
2: Mike Zislas is behind all that stuff. He's partners with those guys. Kiss is, they're a fantastic band. I, I don't know if I would call them Beach Life. Okay. No, I but would But I think. This know, is a transition
0: for me from uh, hair metal to something a little bit more soft.
2: Right? Nice. We can't do pyrotechnics, so. Okay. Next year we're getting White Lion.
0: We're getting, uh, <laughs>
1: remember those bands? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, those White Lion Snake. Yeah. Uh, that White would be a,
0: that would be like if it was uh Beach Life for Junior High.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It'd be White
0: Lion, White Snake, Guns
1: and Roses on the Lies EP. Nice. Stuff like that. Rat. Oh, LA Guns. So are you gonna be interviewing the like bands when they come through or are you just like kinda comment? Like how is that gonna work? Are I'm you- gonna run around with a wireless probably and geek it up.
2: Awesome. Yeah, we have th- we have three uh, we have areas all over the festival that are wired up, and so basically we'll we'll be live streaming the bands, and then in between the bands we'll be grabbing artists and grabbing people out of the crowd and, and chefs
0: making oh, making yeah. things happen. Yeah. There's all kinds of bougie chefs. Yeah. yeah, if you're yeah, a foodie, this is
1: a good place there's to boozy go. Bougie
2: chefs. There's a restaurant on the side of the main stage that you can sit at and watch your favorite artists.
1: So. Nice. Yeah, that's why my wife was so into it because she's a big foodie and she loves a lot. Of, she loves live music and live bands and stuff. You know, just seeing. Uh, some of these different bands so she's like you have to we have to go i'm like okay okay it's just down the street i mean, we can like walk to it so it's like no big deal but uh very looking forward to this thanks uh so um beachlifefestival.com uh and petros is going to be very much involved so if you're a big petros i'll fan, be there
0: there's no doubt
1: yeah uh you go up to him say i'm hi. not the draw here you're
0: willie nelson
1: willie nelson yeah i mean probably he's more popular chevy metal yeah <laughs> I do want to see. I want to. Who was you said from Men at Work? There's the Colin Hay. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Men at Work.
2: So who doesn't a, love that? Who doesn't it. love Land Down Under? Yeah. Who can it be now?
0: My father loved that song, that's okay. and I love that song. And then there's the other one too. There's a few,
1: but what's the, the other really, one? A lot of good ones, yeah. So, oh, who, uh, he's who got kind of he's me? got some
2: killer yeah. s, uh, solo stuff too. Overkill and the the, the tune he did for Overkill is really for good. Scrubs, right? I cannot see.
0: <laughs> nah. you do pretty good <laughs> he, Alan 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 plays a guitar and everything we nah. should have you bring your guitar yeah, he owns right?
1: every restaurant
0: on the South Bay nah. behind every concert okay. and he plays a guitar
1: awesome so beachlifefestival.com check it out we do have to we got Petros here alright right? and we we'll see what Alan let's you know, if he will test his knowledge because he comes from a big USC Alan family. played
0: football with me yeah. On our freshman team, uh, he was a quarterback, oh, nice. uh, and then he well wasn't. They moved him to corner. Okay, and, I had uh, no
2: hair on my legs in high school. He was tall.
0: I,
1: You're tall though. Like that'd be a, a I, rangy corner. Looked, he looked. He
0: made a play. He made a good play at losing her. I remember it was oh. on the highlight tape, he tackled a guy. Came out to the edge, and he made a nice play on the edge, kept containment. I was a boy amongst men at that. <laughs> age. But he was a baseball star at Peninsula.
1: Ohio. Okay. Yes. Well, if you play baseball in college, then you got to. be, Yeah. Right. You know, football, And at so Santa Clara. Okay. What was uh, Petros? Was he like... Don't. Big man on campus? No. Uh,
2: Pet- <laughs> Petros and I didn't... We didn't hang out a lot early in high school, but Petros was good friends with all the football guys, which were some of my friends, but everybody knew the Papadakis brothers. Oh, okay. And yeah, my were, brother was a big
0: deal. They were celebrity early on. My older brother was a big deal. I, I was like Gollum, kind of walking <laughs> no. behind him. I really was. <laughs> you he, was being humble. Huge, he was a uh, huge... I, be, I became a good football player later in high school. You uh, crushed. You crushed it, junior and senior year of high school. My junior, year... you were year, like I, the star. I, I didn't play. I got hurt. I played like three games, and then I played my senior year. They moved me to tailback, and I ran for a bunch of yards. And then I went to college. I had no business being
1: there. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, but, dude, you're, that was funny when people think about peters like. Pentos was very fast, like, especially straight line speed. Like, you, you'd watch, people would run, you're a bigger guy, but man, you could, you were, you were speedy. Yeah, that happened. I don't know why. Cause I didn't work on it. It
0: just, it happened when I was like, uh, between my junior and senior year, I started a, uh, there was a different gear. And, uh, and I went, I ran track at Peninsula and I made oh, wow. it pretty far. I set some records that some kid that was like a hundred pounds lighter than me broke a few years back. Which I think should be an asterisk of 100 pounds. Yeah, 100
1: pounds difference but is a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I had a high school. Come on, ask me about my, what do you want to know? Come on. If we want to talk about me playing football in high school, Ryan?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if you're, you know, you're in the radio in LA in the market. I so, am. So you probably talk about USC every once in you a while. You think so, Ryan? Are you not aware of <laughs> my you've, work? You've had me on. Yes, uh, I have. During some trying times. There have been several trying times. For the last
0: decade, really.
1: What I mean, just this last six months or so. I mean, I used to be embarrassed when they'd be like, Matt Barkley's deflating balls.
0: (laughs) You know, I mean, I used to be embarrassed when they like uh, when they lie washed that guy out of uh, out of being a manager and said he deflated the balls and then blame some poor kid and erased him from everybody's memory and (laughs) paid him to go away. You know, that kind of stuff. Those controversies used to be really embarrassing. Uh, changing jerseys on a guy, you know, for for special teams, and you know, just stupid John Baxter stuff like that. That used to be embarrassing. I long for those days. I yeah. long for a drunk Steve Sarkeesian stumbling around the South Bay. Uh, these days are uh, dark, and it's way beyond the athletic department. Really, let's be honest. You know, it came in under. Max Nikias' real thirst for money. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, you know, that was the difference. You know, the USC's always been about money and there's always been rich people involved with USC. Alan comes from a USC family. They're, they're humble people like mine, but there are very rich people involved with you. Yeah. I mean, you know stupid money. Yeah. You know, USC vomits money when it gets sick. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's millionaires and there's billionaires, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, USC uh, became so much more about billionaires under Max Nikias. They became, you know, for money against all other, uh, you know, at the cost of everything else. Yeah, All the deans became fundraisers. They weren't educators anymore. They started ignoring the faculty, the staff, the students, the fans, you know. Nobody mattered except for the people on the private jets. Now, of course, we all know that there's a hierarchy of, of money and private jets, and all these universities are are, are building new buildings and, and worth a whole bunch of money. but something got perverted at SC in the last decade and a half uh, when samples stepped down. And I think what you see with the football program is is just one other manifestation of that. And I think if you talked, if you had a dean from, not that anybody would listen, but if you had like a dean from the dental school sit here, they'd probably tell you the same story about what happened to the dental school or the medical school or all that. So that's the real problem at USC. And it's really disturbing for a guy like me, you know, who credit, I have a lot of. You know, most of the, my career has been built because of the fact that I played at USC and, you know, USC people wanted to interview me. And, you know, yeah. I was on the I was on the, you know, the media spectrum in Los Angeles. Uh And I I hate to see it like this. You know, I really because the walls really are falling in. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have when nobody respects you.
1: It's weird with and you mentioned the millionaires versus billionaires because it's it's like that. Like Dr. Dre donates a building and his daughter gets in. I'm not saying that that had any effect it seemed like it would have I don't know something. 70 million bucks between friends it's,
2: why, are, why are people surprised at that though it that hasn't that been like, happening since day yes. one of SA. and then people are everywhere? Question,
1: questioning it now but I'm like if I'm running a school and someone's going to donate a building I'm probably going to let their kid into school it's just then they take it to the other level where these people that aren't billionaires they're millionaires but they want to get their kid into school they can't afford to donate a building so then, they paid money to fake an athletic career and mm-hmm. to get them into that. So it was kind of like rich people, but not rich enough people. That right? You know, it's this weird problem. Like they're rich, but they're not yeah. like
0: I don't want to like give them super- twenty million. So yeah. I'm going to give this guy five hundred thousand, and we're going to skate and get the girl into school, and I'll play golf with Lynn Swan a couple times. You know that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's gross. You know, for those of us that, you know, I, I mean people say weird things to me because of my dad's restaurant and because of the recruiting stuff and all that stuff. And I don't think they really understand, you know, anything about it and it would be boring to get into and not really that exciting. But you know, we're dancing around in aprons. You know, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not part of the, we're not part of the, the, the Mike Hughes, uh, uh, public storage infrastructure of the university, you know, Ed Rosky. you know, these, right. these donators, you know, while well, the best my dad could donate is, you know, throughout my life is racks of land for the players. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, you know, and I, you know, I do AM radio, you know, I mean, that's the thing I think about SC. They're just the gap between the haves and the have nots got so big, And they don't want to be questioned. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're really great uh and you have all this corruption if you're if you're winning twelve games a year in the football world, you know, there no one's gonna scream and cry about it. But when you're putting the product they're putting out and acting above uh above scrutiny and above having to answer for it, it's it's been a while and it's pretty frustrating. Yeah.
1: And it's hard too, because we talked about this before we went on on the you know, start recording. Is there so many good people that have come through and been a part of it? And, you know, the New York Times came out with an article the other day, like featuring USC, how this huge percentage of the, you know, people that go there come from like the, the most elite families in the country and stuff. And, and it was tough. you know, when I, I moved out here from the East Coast, like we didn't have any money. I had just student loans up the butt. I did work study. I never spent money. I just went to the, you know, the center to go get food every day. Didn't have a car. Cafe 84. Uh, we were at, I was at um college uni so it was uh, EVK. Oh, we would go there a lot. Gross. Yeah. But I would eat like every meal there. Like I remember using a whole semester I never spent a dollar cuz I just didn't, you know, I didn't have money. But you were around people that would have BMWs sure. and all that stuff. There's
0: always been Biff like- and Buffy on the road. <laughs> That's fine. Uh but you don't want the university president to Be one of, to be, to want to be Biff or Buffy. Yeah. And, uh, that guy has to be an administrator, not just a fundraiser. Same thing with our athletic director. You know, that guy has to be an administrator. You know, I want a guy with a 40 inch waist and dockers that knows how to hire and fire people. Yeah. Uh, these guys are skinny waisted, but when Pat Hayden was humiliated and had to step down, uh, I, I suggested they hire Del Connie, who was at TCU. Where's he at now? Texas. They're thriving. Uh, I suggested they hire Greg Byrne, who was in Arizona. Where's he at now? Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> They're thriving, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and what does USC do? They're just afraid. You know, there's a lot of old guard at USC that clings to power. They don't want to let go of it. You know, we have 60 some people on the board. That's ridiculous. You yeah. can't have that. You can't have leadership when the board's for sale. You know, the whole thing is just it, there's so much to be done that I just don't know if the new president can really make market market change especially when max nikias is still on campus in an office you know pat Hayton's still running around you know among the upper echelon of usc swells and they laugh at us I, it it's really sad to me to be honest
1: do you think carol Folt can come in and
0: i don't know i mean i don't know if max nikias how much uh how much influence he still has. I mean, it's awful hard to get anything done with a board of 60 people Yeah, with all kinds of different. She had to
1: deal with that at like, it was a different, it's not, I didn't call it the board. I forget what they call it at, at North Carolina. It was more political. Yeah. I think it North board Carolina. board of colonials, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was more of a political thing. I think there, and they had the whole statute, right, you right. know, um, and it's curious to see, but you're, you're pretty much next in line to be the athletic director. No, not quite. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. Because you have to, since 1984, I, never,
0: I would be a terrible hire. So would my father. So would anybody that I know uh, other than the people I suggested who wouldn't take the job now. Because we're not administrators. Yeah. I don't hire and fire coaches. You know, I don't deal with Title IX. I don't – neither does Lynn Swan. Right. Neither does Pat Hayden. That's not what those people do. That's not what they did. And whoever's under him isn't doing the job either. You know, they need – every other place I go around the country, I work in colleges. Yeah, People turn over. They change, you know, they move with the times. The, they – you know, they're not obsessed with this old guard or clinging to the past glory. You know, they move on. Look at Oklahoma, for God's sakes, uh, and, and what they've become just by moving on yeah. and have, being on the same page. You know, we don't have that. We don't have anything close to that.
1: So there, the hope is that Carol Fole comes in and you kind of make that change. But it's been since 1984, I believe, since USC had like hired... An outsider. Yeah, like someone that was... There was an, actually an athletic director before. Like they've just kept going back to football players and... Uh, it's, Fundraisers. It's It's so weird. It, and you hire Lin Swan to be a fundraiser. No one wants to give him money now because nobody likes him anymore. It's just the weirdest thing. And then he comes out. I mean, did you read his statement? After, yes.
0: It's got to who, who's who's uh, who's tone
1: deaf? Or who's advising it? these people?
0: I just – I don't know where to start. You know, I just – I don't know where to start or how to unpack it anymore. I really don't uh, because uh, – and I hate to be so negative about it because like you said, you know, I I – Look, look at our conference. You know, I, much more than USC, I'm a proponent of West Coast football. Yeah. Okay, let's look at the Pac-12 real quick. Alan loves this. Uh Washington's in a renaissance. They have one of the best coaches, top five in the country. Washington State's never been better yeah. than they are right now. Oregon State is Oregon State. Oregon's doing fine. Yeah. They have the best quarterback in the country. They're the top recruiting class. Cal's yeah. arrow is pointing up. Stanford's never been better. They win nine, ten games a year under David Shaw. Utah's a great program. Colorado's different than they used to be. The Arizonas or whatever. UCLA's pointing up. What's wrong with the Pac-12? Us. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. Oh, I mean, it, it's the worst thing. I mean, without USC, the West Coast has nothing. Yeah. And we're perceived to be terrible. You know, USC has to be the 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 brand conference. I mean, the brand for the conference. And man, they failed miserably for a while. And yeah. Sam Darnold was a uh, was some nice cologne for a couple years, but. Even when he got on the field against Ohio State and Alabama, our lines just got pushed off the ball grossly. Yeah. So a lot of the fans, see, I know. went on your podcast and I said we and us nice. just for you, just because we often,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't do that, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> so you, I have a question for oh, you guys. Okay. In, in, from an, from an outsider perspective, the world has changed. I think you can safely say that money runs college football in an indirect way well sure no
0: in a completely direct way it's a gigantic right? I
2: mean money runs the world in a sense but but it's more directly involved with amateur sports now how do you not how do you continue to run a successful pro, uh, program and not be driven by the money and the oh, the money
0: drives the football program.
2: Yeah,
0: and the money drives the
2: university. But it's a business now.
0: It, yeah, and it's it that's fine because the, the the athletic department runs on a separate endowment. You know, everything like when you when they say wow, they built this big building, wow, they're giving eighty five scholarships. That all runs itself, and then the athletic department will subsidize other stuff in the university. What's right. happened now? And it was different. That was a really great. Uh, it's a great question from when I started. But now, because I never used to think we we should even pay the college athletes, you know, because you're getting a free education. If you take advantage of it, obviously great things can happen. All you have to do at SC is show up to class, you know, and good things happen for you in your life. It's the truth. But now, because of, and you understand this very well because of live streaming and all that, because of live sports being one of the only things that people don't want to DVR. Right. They want to watch it live. That's shot the commercial revenue through the roof. And now… A multi-million dollar industry is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. You know, the Laker TV deal is billions of dollars. The Clipper TV deal, the MLS TV deal is billions of dollars. And now they're just flush with cash. Uh, and we gotta find a way to compensate right. the players. You
1: can't, the players can't even, uh, benefit from their own likeness. So they couldn't sign an autograph and get anything for that. But like Lin Swan can fly across the country and sign autographs for money and stuff. And the players that basically pay his salary yeah. don't, they can't. And, yeah. and the truth is there's a tremendous amount of incongruity
0: even when it, when it was a multi-million dollar industry because what you have is, you know, these the business which is tied up in our institutions of higher education, which also are like a business. <laughs> when, you know, I mean, when you see how much college costs now, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It it's just <laughs> absolutely blows me away. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and it all does kind of fit together. And that's the weird complexity of the USC situation is – there's so many embarrassing bad stories and they all fit together like a puzzle. Yeah. And when you go way up high and look at the puzzle, you know, what's what's the problem? Yeah. It's
1: probably greed. Yeah. And Alan, part of the problem too is, you know, Petra's talked about the West Coast football and USC being bad. The Pac-12, the the money that they're getting compared to their counterparts in the SEC and the Big Ten, it's significant. You're talking 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year per team. And now there's going to be more opportunities to put that money back into programs, and it's going to make the Pac-12, in my opinion, it's going to, you know, it's going to separate a little bit where you can, it's like a haves and haves not. Yeah, it's bad because it's
0: like it, it, when I, and I first thought of it, somebody explained it really well. It was uh, it was Canzano, the Oregon. Guy. Oh yeah, but, he's uh, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, like if Oregon's only making if Oregon's making ten million dollars a year less just because of the TV deal that the Pac-12 has, it's bad, and they're making ten million dollars less than Mississippi State, say. Okay, $10 million less. They're making 60, 70 million. Okay, but in, in 10 years, that's a hundred million dollars more. Yeah. That Mississippi State has. In 10 years, you're a hundred million dollars behind your contemporary in another conference. And that's, that's right. We're going to become Sac- Sacramento State. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's scary. That's really scary. Cause there's
1: new compensation that they're looking at that they could do, you know, so there's more ways and, and the, you know, just having a recruiting support staff. There's all these people you can hire now. There's only 10 assistants you can have on your football team, but you can have these enormous you know, support staffs. USC has like a couple of people. Way behind. Yeah, they're way, way behind. And uh, so I it's. I wonder why. <laughs> what do you think about the team Petros itself? Like, uh, I know you, I think you went out to a practice, you know, Graham Harrell's coming in. I did, did a game last year. Yeah. I haven't been to a practice. Oh, you haven't gone to a spring one. This no, year. I'm okay. pretty
0: sure I'd be shot or something. <laughs> uh, but, uh, or at least rubber bullets. Uh you know, I don't know. I I I uh, I like Graham Harrell. Uh, I've met him once or twice, and I think just by walking on campus, he's automatically the coach with more leverage than anybody else on campus because he's never worked with Clay Helton before. Any of the guys that have been with Clay Helton have a pretty bad reputation at this point, just because of what's transpired in the last couple of years. And, uh, just the lack of discipline, I think is what really frightens people. But, you know, all the stuff they were going to say this spring, I could have predicted before the spring even started, you know, the defense is flying around. (laughs) We've really simplified the offense, man. JT Daniels looks great. You know, all that stuff that, you know, frankly, I just, I don't really believe anymore. Uh, and I don't think going out to practice would, would change my opinion to be honest. But, uh, uh, I should go out to practice, but I don't really, I'm pretty disheartened to be honest, just with the way, you know, everything's played out. And I'd probably rather just go over to Westwood and watch them do their thing and stretch and do all the weird plyometrics that, <laughs> that, that Chip Kelly has them doing. But, hey, I, I hope USC turns it around. I hope that because of the talent they have, they can always, you know, win nine, ten games. It, it's never beyond the the, the reasonable uh analysts mindset that they could you know have right. success because they've done that in the past uh that being said the way they start the season tough six game stress yeah early and uh and and look I didn't really see much from JT Daniels to warrant what the hype that that he got coming in and I really thought he should have lost his job midseason and uh that didn't happen and there's all kinds of rumors as to why you know that stuff really frustrates me so if they're really having an open quarterback competition uh, I applaud them. You know, if they're really trying to work on being physical, you know, saying you want to be physical to the media and clapping out of every heavy, slightly heavy box immediately the second you see it is not being physical. You yeah. know, you run into that and you show them your dominance because you're USC and you're a bunch of five star recruits and you should be able to run those people over. That's not USC anymore. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I, I just don't see that changing under this regime.
1: One last thing for you. The, uh, strength and conditioning coaches talk about that. We get it a lot. People ask me like, you know, because of injuries or whatever, like Ivan Lewis was around for a long time. He left and became the, uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll. They bring Aaron Osmus back, uh, who was around the program before a lot of talk about, you know, what the strength and pro strength and conditioning program means. What are your thoughts on that and what USC's kind of done? Oh, they there? need to
0: hire outsiders. You know, stop hiring people that are connected to people that, you know, hire outsiders that are great at their job from other places that can help you evolve. And they're not doing that. You know, I mean, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, you know, USC players are coming in at the same level that all these other big recruits are coming in at other places and top to bottom are not really developing in the same way. You know, we see a guy like Juju Smith have a great freshman year, and then he kind of plateaus, and then he gets to the NFL, starts taking to coaches, and now he's an elite NFL receiver. Yeah. You know, and and that's just one example that we could go on and on and on about. So, and what does that point to? It points to coaching. You know, how much is Nick Saban and all his assistants getting paid? Compare that to USC. Giant gap. You know, these things, they're glaring, and and they're not going to change until they yeah. change.
2: Yeah. I think everybody should come to Beach Life and yeah, come talk, on out to Beach Life. Talk, talk it over out. it. Talk over all these uh, big world issues, but have a few beers and listen to some music. So you're saying? Good thing we uh, got
1: to
0: the Beach Festival first, huh? Yeah, no,
1: right? it's good. Well, we, we, there was two things we wanted Poor to talk Alan. about. That's the, good.
2: The South Bay is SC. Uh, it's That's safe the truth. to say whether I'm part of that crew or not that the South Bay is SC.
0: Don't you guys have like Santa Clara reunion uh, parties and yeah. standing room not, or anything? Not
2: so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what we'll do is we'll set up a little SC couch. Area. And then you guys can all chat about
0: that. That's bit, cool. So. You can set up a podcast. Yeah. You want to set it. up a podcast? Yeah. yeah like, you, uh, you know, you should, could do yeah. it like,
1: uh, uh, what's it called? Like pitch perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, you <laughs> could just set up your computer. We just do anything we action. Want. That's awesome. We, yeah. We should. My wife would love that. We could do that. Maybe we do a little. Yeah. Would, I, yeah. We would love to do it. We'll, we'll get, we'll get uh, Mark McGrath to come on. Cause he's a USC. Yeah, guy. Yeah, We'll, we'll
2: do it right next <laughs> to the beer tent. And, okay. And, and yeah, I know people that are setting up the site plan. So I'll, Oh,
1: Come well, on we'll in uh, and do
2: the podcast there, man.
1: That we'll have to we'll have to workshop that. But yeah, so it's come another by. thing for Alan to do if you want <laughs> <laughs> if you want Petros's autograph, yeah, come that. down. Petros That's will be a there. popular. Yeah, just you know, talk to him, bring him memorabilia, your number thirty five jersey or something. He'll come sign it for you. Yeah, yeah the there was a lot of those in
2: circulation. Yeah. Can Lynn Swan do fundraising for Beach Life? <laughs> I don't he think he could,
0: but he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would want.
2: I don't know. Uh, I that was a joke.
0: I don't no, know. No, no, that's. That yeah. No, let's call him. We're gonna call Hit him yeah. up. Do you, do you have a phone here? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> <See>, that's your <213-740. laughs> 213
1: Something. <laughs> that, you know, it's weird. I, there's no phone in here. Like, you just have your cell phone, you know? Like, there's no, like, I don't have, like, an office line in here. So it's kind of. No landlines. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, so, I don't know. Uh,
0: This is. Uh... May, there may be a body buried in this building somewhere. Yeah, which is okay. It makes it exciting.
1: Yes, I love. The, it's funny. Um, we talked about Adam Carolla earlier. Some people are very like hyper vigilant. Like they they walk in and they notice everything. Petros is one of those guys. Like he'll notice like the the shape of your head or the whatever. Like you notice these things. It's funny. Like you come in, you're like oh, there's this is a post apocalyptic building and blah blah. It was just funny. I'm the way sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's I love. A little but much. The, No, but that's that's part of your. Like, personality is, like, you noticing things and being able to make quick comments and funny. Like, that part of it makes what you do on the radio funny, you know? Thank you, Ryan. Isn't that, is I, that hyper-vigilance? Is that how you describe that? Like, I don't
0: know. I just, yeah.
1: I, but you know, like, oh, the, Ryan, you told me before, like... There is a,
0: there's a downside to being the way I am as well. I just
1: want you to know that. Our, <laughs> our mutual friend, Dan Wykey... Um, Dan Wykey! Yeah, so I think you were calling me, like... Sh- like, I think you said I had sharp features or something. Yes. And he thought... Uh, you said I had shark, like shark face or something. So he would call <laughs> it like, like shark face Works. for a while. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> see, that's I mean, that that sharp went.
0: features. Yeah, but it's like sharp
1: features. Like he just notices. Very tune, yeah. Very much. All right. Well, thank you guys I so much. I've tried
0: to blunt it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's <been so> hard. <laughs> the, uh,
1: we'll I'll, see you at Beach Life, everybody. Beach Life. Uh, make sure you go to beachlifefestival.com. That's Alan Sanford. Legend here in the South Bay. Go eat at Rockefeller. Year. Yeah. Rockefeller, St. Rock, right near my house. Come yeah, by, you know, they have, catch a always Pete the Yorn show. Yeah. There's so much cool stuff going on there. The spasmatics, whatever you want to see. I thought, I thought, I think, uh, the, the Dan band, I've seen them at St. Rock. They're, they're pretty funny. Uh, check it out. Of course, follow Petros, uh, on Twitter or go to, you know, PMS.com, not PMS.com, amphisoblasports.com slash PMS for the
0: podcast. Nice. Or any any, uh, podcast platform
1: awesome well thank you guys so much for coming in thank you fight on thanks so much all right thanks guys uh listening to the peristyle podcast we'll talk to you next time
0: you've been listening to the peristyle podcast presented by uscfootball.com be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on trojan football and recruiting